0: Hey sis, welcome to the When Marriage Hurts podcast. I'm your host, Ola Davis. My mission is to help Christian women in painful marriages become aware of the marriage lies our society and religion has programmed our heads with. Are you tired of marriage advice that always blames you for whatever goes wrong in your marriage? Have you attended all the marriage seminars seeking help only to be blamed and shamed for your marriage problems? Has your marriage become the source of your greatest pain? Have you lost hope of being happily married? Are you just hanging in for the sake of your kids? I've been there before. I know what it is like to feel alone in marriage, yet feel trapped by the wedding vows that I made. Together, we will discover scriptural truths that set us free from the pain so that healing can begin. Oh yeah, let's shake some tables. Good morning, my beautiful sisters. It's another episode of When Marriage Hurts Podcast, and I am your host, Ola Davis. And on this episode, um okay, first before I talk about this episode. I want to apologize for the audio quality of the last episode i didn't i didn't realize just how just how bad it was um until i was listening in during the week and i'm like oh my goodness if someone was listening to that episode with like um earphones or pods or whatever they're called these days I there was just all the scratchy noise that would have been so irritating and disturbing and I I do apologize for that I just didn't have enough time to edit and I still wanted to push the episode (laughs) I still wanted to push the episode out because I know a lot of you would have been looking forward to getting a new episode on Monday so that's what I did anyways I have no excuse for that and I apologize. Alright, taking responsibility. That's that's the mature thing to do, right? That's what um, abusers don't do. Anyway, so welcome to this episode. Um and on this episode I'm gonna be talking about something that I've probably touched on before, which is um hoovering okay if you've listened to episodes from like a year ago you you might remember this term hoovering but um i think it's worth revisiting and if you haven't listened to any episode that talked about hoovering that's fine too that's why i'm making this one okay yeah so um And by the way, before I get started, hmm, I got a message this week from one of the listeners that just made my day, made my entire week, okay? So I belong to, or I'm a part of like an online community that is really for women, Christian women that are in or coming out of uh, abusive marriages. It's by, it's... Um, should I say it's hosted? I don't know. It's hosted by Natalie Offman, and you can look at her up on the internet. Natalie Offman, um, the community is called Flying Free. It's a paid program, which I highly, highly recommend. Um, anyway, so... I've never mentioned that before on this podcast, but one of the ladies that listened to this podcast, she happened to join the flying free program of Natalie Hoffman. And I guess she, on the forum, she, she saw my profile and she's like, Oh, that's, that's all I, and then she decided to send me a message and that just made my day. That really made my day and i decided i was going to share that on the show i'm not going to say your name but if you're listening you know who you are thank you so much for reaching out you know i was probably too enthusiastic (laughs) in my response to her because ladies anytime i hear someone come to the realization that the confusion in their marriage isn't just confusion but it's really abuse I'm telling you, it's such a revelation. It just really makes me happy. It takes a lot of women... Because because emotional abuse is something that isn't talked about enough and something that you can be in denial about for years and years and years, it always makes me so happy when someone comes to that realization. And it doesn't matter if they've only been married for a year or if they've been married for 30 years. The fact that they come to that awareness always brings me joy right so yeah i just want to do a shout out to her and thank her for reaching out she she probably was wondering what was wrong with me because i sent her multiple responses that's how excited (laughs) that's how excited i was for her anyways um i should probably i hope i remember to to um link natalie's podcast uh, in the show notes for today's episode but i do recommend it um and if you're part of our facebook group you would remember that some several days ago i did recommend a particular episode where she brought on a lawyer and they talked about they pretty much kind of discuss the the concerns that women sometimes have about filing for divorce, especially if they have kids. Um, so, yeah, I am a big fan. Anyways, let's get back to today's episode. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to be talking about hoovering. Um, and that's spelled H-O-O-V-E-R-I-N-G. So it's kind of like Hoover. The vacuum cleaner brand, and I think that's where they kind of got the name from Hoovering. And Hoovering is one of the reasons why it's difficult for women in marriages where there's eating, emotional abuse. Hoovering makes it difficult for them to know for sure if the abuse is still continuing or not it's one of the i mean there are quite a number of reasons why living an abusive relationship is difficult overing is just one of those but i think it's a really potent one it's a really potent one and that's why i think it's it's worth revisiting even though i've discussed it before on the podcast so what really is overing? A quick Google search would give you, you know, all kinds of definitions, but they still kind of point to the same thing. Overing is pretty much a form of um, abuse, or we could say it's a tactic that emotional abusers use when they sense that you're withdrawing from them emotionally so when i say withdrawing from them emotionally i just mean like withdrawing not necessarily when you say oh i'm i'm done with this marriage or i'm no not it doesn't even have to it does happen when you signal your interest in filing for divorce that's when hoovering is probably the strongest but i'm just saying even if you're not at that point yet But you're just at a point where maybe you're exhausted, right? You're exhausted and you just start to withdraw from your abusive spouse because honestly, there's only so much one person can take. And the abuser senses that. And even for the person who's been abused, withdrawing emotionally isn't always something that we do consciously. Sometimes it's just subconscious. Sometimes it's just, you know, you're so exhausted, you keep trying and trying and you could never do enough to make this person happy and you're just simply tired. So it could, it, it might not be a conscious withdrawal. You're just tired and you're not going to be giving 100 or 200 percent anymore because you're just plain exhausted so the abuser starts to over you back in you know how a vacuum cleaner works where it just goes (laughs) and sucks sucks the dirt in that's what the abuser does they find ways to pull you back in emotionally because When you start to withdraw, the abuser feels like they're losing control of you. Even if you have no intention of leaving that marriage, even if you have no intention of leaving that relationship, they feel like they're losing control and that just scares the shit out of them. Excuse my French. That scares an abuser. So you might be the kind of person where you've you've kind of um you've you've come to a place where you're like, well, this is my life now. This is what my marriage is going to look like. And you know, that's the funny thing. You might not really even be thinking of leaving, but you're just you've just kind of accepted the fact that this is how it's going to be and it's not going to get any better so you stop trying so hard and that scares the abuser because guess what an abuser wants you to continue to put in 200 percent while they put in like minus five percent because honestly i couldn't even tell you that that an abuser puts in one percent they just don't make an effort and when they pretend to make an effort, the kind of effort they put in, it's negative. It's, it's just negative energy. <laughs> All right. So when they see that you refuse to continue to put in 200% and you just would not be bothered by their shenanigans, that really, it scares them it pisses them off, it, it angers them, really. And the way they respond to that is by using this tactic that we, that, I mean, I didn't call it that, but that's what, that that's the name that um that's been given to this kind of behavior. It's called hoovering. So they, because they feel threatened. By the fact that you're no longer. Essentially you're not going to kill yourself. Just because you want to make it work. They feel threatened by that. Because they need that. Ladies. When you start to understand the mindset of an abuser, It's crazy. They need you. To feel worthless. They need you to feel like. You have to continue to put in that 200%. The moment they realize that you, you're no longer willing to do that, it really does threaten them. They are desperate to get you back under their control. So the way they hoover, the practical ways in which they will try to hoover you back in is to, is to, um, so in the initial stages, right? The way they will try to do that is to blame shift. So they will try to say things like, oh, you're not, you're not a good wife. You're not, you're not, um, and of course, if they're Christian or claim to be one, they're going to use religion, right? They're going to try to use Christianity. They will say things like, you're not being submissive. You're not being, um, you're not being a good wife. You're not treating me the way a good wife should treat a uh, a husband. They would blame shift. They would try to put the blame on you. They would guilt trip you. If you say something like, oh, I you did such and such and I, I just don't like that. And I don't think I want to accept that anymore. They will flip that over and... And blame shift and, and say things like, well, you're not perfect either. <laughs> you're not a perfect what? Like, you could try to point out something that is really terrible that they do. It, and it could be anything. It could be, oh, I don't appreciate you saying demeaning things about me in front of the children. And they will be like, well, you're not perfect either. You're not a perfect wife either. And then they would give like the stupidest example of something that you did. (laughs) And it could be as stupid as well. You're not a perfect wife either. I only had two meals yesterday. You didn't serve me lunch or like just something completely ridiculous. Or they could be like, well, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't wash my, you didn't, you didn't hang up my laundry or something. Just something crazy like that. So they would blame shift, they would trip you so that you feel like you're a terrible wife and you, you're not living up to the expectations of what a good Christian wife should be, right? Um, Another thing they would do is they would feign um, revelations of their wrongdoings. So sometimes maybe they wouldn't blame shift. And, and I think this is really, at least in my own experience, you know, faking the revelations of their wrongdoings came towards the tail end of our relationship. I think it it really did. It started like a few weeks before I decided that I needed us to be separated. Um, yeah. So what that could look like when they're feigning revelations of their own wrongdoings is that they can start to say things like you know i'm sorry i just realized that i haven't been such a great husband uh they will start to admit to stuff that you wished they had admitted to years before <clears throat> but they will pretend like oh this is such a huge revelation this is just and i think this you know this is this is even worse when you're dealing with someone who's a quote-unquote Christian. Because the way they use religion to do their nonsense, is just abominable. They would say things like, Oh, you know, I was praying this morning, and the Holy Spirit just started to show me how I haven't been such a great husband to you. And, you know, God was just show me, I just had this huge revelation about how I failed you as a husband. And if you're not, if you're not, um, if you're not educated in, in, (laughs) in this kind of stuff, and when I say educated, like just listening to this podcast right now, you're educating yourself on this abuser tactics, right? If you, if you don't have the awareness, if you don't If you're not educated enough to know that this is what abusers do. This is just manipulation. You might feel like, oh my goodness. My prayers have finally been answered. I guess what they say about abusers not changing is not true. Because my husband just had this wonderful divine revelation. Honey, he didn't have any revelation. It's just hoovering you. That's all he's he's doing. So they would start to say things like, oh... I was praying this morning and the presence of god just came over me it depends on how dramatic they want to be right and the presence the presence of god just came over me and um god began to show me some things i've been doing wrong in our marriage that you know stuff that you've been trying to tell me for years but i just didn't see it God really dealt with me in the place of prayer and God really showed me those things. And, you know, God, there were some things that God instructed me to do to make it right. So this was actually something that my ex-husband said to me, but luckily I'd figured him that figured him out by then. So I wasn't deceived. He was like, Oh, you know, God gave me some specific instructions on things that I need to do to fix this and it's going to be tough for me but I'm willing I'm willing to do it I'm 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 willing to you know God really dealt with me and I just realized that I've messed up so much and God has shown me how to turn this around and I'm just looking at him like are you for real guy but of course I didn't say those words but in my mind I i was so amused i had to like hold back my laughter right but it was just so ridiculous and i couldn't like i looked at him and i'm thinking how did i end up with this guy how did i stay married to this kind of human being for over 10 years i just couldn't believe it i'm telling you once you figure out abusers Even though it can be super painful, at the same time, it can be very hilarious. Because going forward, you can begin to predict their ridiculousness. Because they all operate the same way. They all go, you know, they they all operate with the same kind of tactics. So, yeah, that's one of the crazy things they would do. So, for, for women that aren't educated in this kind of thing... It kind of confuses them, right? Because then they're thinking, they they think this is what they've been praying for for years. They have no idea that they are still being manipulated and deceived. And this person is just trying to hoover them back into the relationship, hoover them back into that place of torture, really, where they get to control you ladies it's all deception of the enemy really it's all a deception of the enemy that person still hasn't changed the abuser has not repented they are just painting a picture of oh i've come to this big revelation now i know what the problem is and they're going to make you fake empty promises like oh from now on I'm going to do this and that. They're they're not going to do any of that. Now, the first time that I fell for this was in 2019. That was the first time that I I, I tried to divorce my husband because I I thought I was going to die if I didn't get out of that marriage. And he hoovered me in so beautifully. (laughs) I know it's a terrible thing, but he did it with such skill that I had no um doubt in my mind that this was a changed man it took me an additional two years and honestly the help of God and you know not just two years not just the passage of time but an additional two years where my physical health declined even more for me to come to a realization that This guy hasn't changed his abusive ways. He's just changed his methods, but nothing has really changed. So, hoovering is such a strong and powerful tactic that abuses use to confuse you. Um, Some of you are, the more you learn about eating emotional abuse, the more you're withdrawing emotionally from your husband, and you don't even realize it because it's all in the subconscious, right? No one enjoys having their head hit against a brick wall over and over. At some point, you begin to withdraw. (laughs) Subconsciously or consciously, you begin to withdraw. And an abuser picks up on that, and they start to hoover you. So they will try the guilt tripping and the blame shifting. If that doesn't work, they will start to fake all this spiritual revelations of their wrongdoings and how God is showing them how they need to, you know, change or whatever, like a spiritual rebirth, they will fake a spiritual rebirth. And if that doesn't work, they will start making this future promises that then really, it's just a whole boatload of rubbish. And if that fails, they will begin to beg and cry and, you know, say things like, Oh, yeah, I couldn't live without you. They would even sometimes threaten you with suicide and say things like, if you leave me, I'm just going to hand it all and kill myself. Ladies, it's all forms of hoovering, trying to pull on your emotional strings to manipulate you back into the relationship. Okay, so let's keep it short. I'm going to hand it right there for this episode. Um, as you ladies know, I love, love, love to hear from you whether via social media you know you can send me a direct message you can please 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 post on our facebook private group there's a way you can post anonymously if you're shy um yeah just you can post questions on there on the private Facebook group and you know i would um chime in the other ladies on there too would chime in Um, You can follow us on on, uh, Instagram as well, When Marriage Hurts, but I highly recommend the Facebook group because that's where you can really post questions in a private setting, right? Yes, Um, and that is it for this week. It's May, it's Mental Health Month or Mental Health Awareness. I'm not sure what it's called, but I know this month is all about mental health. Please take care of your mental health. I know it's that can be challenging when you're in, a, in an abusive relationship. But please try to stay uh, mentally strong. Um, eat well. Do your best to get enough sleep. And make it a priority to learn ways to stay strong while you're still in that abusive relationship. There's a lot of resources online. Um. Yeah. So that's all I have for you for this week. I pray that God's wisdom and God's um, protection and God's power will will be made manifest in your lives, and that you would grow in strength. You would grow in courage. You will grow in everything that you need to grow in to stay strong, in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful week, ladies. Has this podcast blessed you? If yes, please head over to Apple Podcasts, When Marriage Hurts, and leave a written review for the show. It would be such a blessing to me to know that this show has impacted you in some ways. Also, share this podcast with a friend. Let's spread the word. Lastly, if you would like to be a part of a community of like-minded women of faith who are on a journey to living the best life God has for them despite their marriage challenges, join our Facebook group, When Marriage Hurts. Until next time, remember the words of Jesus. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest.